Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly. My name is Trevor. I am one of the pastors at the Church at Greer Station and your host. The Weekly is a 20-minute podcast devoted to books, current events, and issues relevant to the life of our church. Now, welcome back. We hope you enjoyed your summer. This is our first episode back uh, beginning August 5th, 2019. Uh, It marks one year since we got The Weekly going, and we're going to try something a little bit different in this episode. Uh, we've entitled this episode, Etc., because what we're going to cover in this episode is just kind of the, the the next few things that we've got on the calendar as a church, and then provide some reasoning for why we're doing those things. Uh, we hope it's an encouragement to you. Uh, if you're not a part of our church, we hope it's an encouragement to you. We, we ask you to pray for us as we walk through these things, uh, but give it a listen. Uh, excited to be back and excited to begin this new uh, school year calendar with you all. Thanks. Welcome back. Hannah, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? I am great. Did you have a good summer? I did. It's crazy to think that it is winding down, almost over. It is. It is. We, we're recording this on the very first day of August. Happy August to you. Merry August to you all out there. <laughs> what, so what, what would be your absolutely like ideal summer vacation? Mm. Oh my absolute ideal summer vacation would probably be somewhere where i can get the best of both worlds because i am one who enjoys the beach but i don't like the ocean and so i would like to be somewhere where i can still experience like i love seeing the ocean i don't like being in the ocean but really my favorite place is the mountains so I'm thinking, as I'm imagining this, being somewhere in the mountains, maybe like with a lake instead of the ocean, so I still can have water, but I don't have to like fear for my life with like sharks and stuff. There's there nothing, there's nothing in a lake that will right? do you any harm. Yes, unless a Loch Ness monster is real, I think I'll be okay. I did just get an article sent to me from my sister about a Bigfoot sighting. Oh, well then I might have to rethink this whole vacation. <laughs> yeah, so I would love to go on vacation to see Loch Ness or Bigfoot, but that can be another podcast episode. We can talk about another that later. Another time. <laughs> How Christians ought to think about Bigfoot. Mm. <clears throat> so this episode actually marks one year. We were just talking about this a moment ago. <clears throat> one year since our very first episode. So it's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we're going to do, we're, we're going to try a little bit of a new format with this episode. Um, we're going to do this periodically where we're going to cover just a handful of things that are going on uh, with our body, things that are relevant very specifically to the church at Greer Station. So if you're listening to this and you are not a part of the church at Greer Station, but you're a regular listener, uh, this episode is going to be a little bit more in-house and other episodes like this will be a little bit more in-house, but don't check out because there's two things we could ask of you. So first, if you're not a member and you're listening to this and uh listening let's kind of work through these very in-house issues we would ask selfishly that you would pray for us that as you hear these things and you think about them that you pray for us but the second thing that we hope is that as you kind of get a peek into the nuts and bolts around here kind of the stuff that the church of station is up to we hope it can be an encouragement to you and maybe even a help to you wherever you are so with that being said uh hannah what is going on in the next few weeks in the life at tcgs 
We got a lot going on at our church. A lot of exciting things. Merry August to you. Merry August, everyone. Um, So we're kind of hitting the ground running at the beginning of August as we transition to the auditorium at Chandler Creek. So we're recording this on the first. So as you're, but as you're listening to this, we will have already transitioned. Yes, and our first Sunday, I'm sure, went swimmingly well. Yes. Um, what a great Sunday it was yesterday. What a great <laughs> Sunday it was. Um, no, so that's kind of like the big thing we're working around right now as a staff preparing for. Um, and we'll, we will be there for the foreseeable future in the auditorium. Um, but the reason why we're kind of making that transition is, one, we recognize that we are guests in somebody else's home. And Chandler Creek is, has been such a hospitable host to us. But as they diligently prepare to start off the school year, they've um, been working really hard to get that school looking spotless, um, including waxing the floors and all of that stuff. So um, in order to respect their space and make sure that they're able to start off their school year um, on the right foot, we agreed to move to the auditorium in an area where we wouldn't you know, do as much damage to the newly waxed floors and help keep their space clean. And so, um, yeah, that's why we made that transition. And there's some pros to that because it's helped us cut down on some of the setup that is involved um, that we would normally do in the cafeteria. We won't have to do as much of that in the auditorium. Um, And I'm sure all of our setup team members listening to this will give a hearty amen to that. some slight inconveniences, but nothing that's you know not doable or manageable as we seek to put others' needs before our own as a church and a way to serve Chandler Creek. That's really good. Yeah, I, I was in Chandler Creek um, when we were up there Monday. We we had a walk through with the principal, and man, the the custodial staff was just getting it done, working mm-hmm. really hard on those floors. So we want to honor their work and and just honor, kind of be be conscientious of the needs of our. Um, host and uh, move to the other side of the building. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there are certainly some pros, but there are a couple of challenges mm-hmm. associated with this change, in particular, uh, the location of our kids' ministry as it relates to the auditorium. Right. Um, what instruction would you have for us there? So our parents should have received a newsletter kind of giving some specific instructions on the best way to go about um dropping off and picking up kids, but there are two um, main route options available for parents to take to drop off and pick up their children. Um, On the map that we've been posting all over the planet, um, (laughs) there's a green route and a red route, and we are encouraging parents to take the green route, which is pulling into the lower drop-off area um, near the gym. It's actually right across from Calvary Road Baptist Church off of Bright Road. and pull into that loop, get out of the car, take kids in, check them in, drop them off, get back in the car, and then pull around to the general parking area at the front of the school. Um, That's going to be the best option, we think. It's slightly inconvenient to have to get in and out of your car. However, the other route option um, requires you to walk but almost like completely around the back perimeter of the of the school and it is an all outdoor path without any covering and it's not completely paved the whole way um and so and there's a pretty large stairwell also on that path so um to make things simpler as far as you know that travel route we think that that green route of just dropping off the kids 
you know, first thing when you come, um, make that your first stop and then pull around to the front to park and go in the new main entrance on the kindergarten side of the school. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason that that route is outside is because we do want to right. respect the work that they've done on the floors and reduce traffic inside as much as we can. Absolutely. So um, hopefully you saw that yesterday or, uh, you know, the, the past Sunday, depending on when you're listening to this, um, that, that's going to be our plan for the next several weeks. And, and we'll let you know as that changes um, or as other routes become available to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's beginning on August 4th. Um, the, the next thing on the docket is August 18th. We have our next membership class. And it's kind of exciting that we even have this membership class because we, we weren't expecting to need one until October, but the need has presented itself to have one on the 18th. Mm-hmm. So that's always a good problem to have, needing to, needing to move up your membership class, right? Absolutely. So we like to say that membership is both a privilege and a responsibility. So how so, Hannah? How is membership a privilege and a responsibility? I would say first, it's a privilege because uh, when you become a member, you know that you are joining a church family who has committed to love you and encourage you and support you and to help keep you accountable. Um, So so that in and of itself, that knowing that you belong to that group of people who have also committed to have your back and look out for you, um, I would say is the main privilege of becoming a member Mm -hmm. and belonging to a church. It is also a privilege because excuse me when you commit excuse me when you commit to the local body uh, you're taking ownership of the church you're saying i am invested i am here i want to be rooted i want to do my part to make sure that other people are growing in their walk with the lord and that jesus is being proclaimed in our community and so when you take ownership of that you're able to be a part of steering the church in the direction that we want to see it go which we pray that it is just deeper into the gospel Mm. and Mm. um, making Jesus known to those around us, to our neighbors and to our community. And so by being a member, you have a vested interest. You have taken ownership of that cause. Um, And that is a privilege, I believe. And then thirdly, I would say another privilege of being a member is knowing that our pastors and our elders are responsible for you. So because you have been marked as a member, of, as a sheep in our flock, <laughs> um, then the pastors are able to shepherd you well because it is clear who their flock is. Mm. Um, and that is biblical, and um, that's definitely a privilege because you have that accountability with the pastors as, long, as well with the, the rest of the body. That's good. Yeah, one of the... We talk about in our membership class how um, there's there's good biblical reasons and uh, good practical reasons for membership. Mm-hmm. One of the practical reasons for membership is it's just really helpful to have a, a document in front of us, a spreadsheet of all of the names of people that we know we are accountable for. Because right. the scriptures are clear that God has entrusted um, these folks to under shepherds. And as under shepherds, it's helpful to just ha- to, to know who's in and who's out. So mm-hmm. there, there's certainly a practical benefit of membership kind of from my seat on the bus. Uh, but I'd say kind of in thinking about the idea of membership as a privilege and responsibility, it, it's like it, when we believe on Christ and we receive God as Father, we have the privilege of receiving a bunch of brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But in terms of membership being a responsibility, it's like, well, we receive a bunch of brothers and right. sisters, right? And like, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a certain like <clears throat> uh, measure of care that we are kind of obligating ourselves mm-hmm. to with these brothers and sisters when we become believers. Yeah, and our membership covenant like it makes it very clear that meaningfully belonging to a local church through membership it affects every area of your life the way you steward your time and your Mm. resources and your talents because you're keeping those brothers and sisters in mind of how you can serve them and really we don't have those expectations just because we signed a dotted line and say I'm going to be a member of TCGS so now I have to do all these things really it's biblical expectations that have been put on all Christians Mm -hmm. to be doing already but by becoming a member we're saying well now we're going to commit to do those things together yeah that's good and do it as a family yeah you know you read through like Paul's I think back to Colossians 3 um, we we just taught a series through Colossians and in Colossians 3 Paul talks about putting on virtues like forgiveness Mm. and being compassionate and kind and it's like, where do those where do those things work themselves out? Well, it's like they work themselves out in proximity with other people. Like you can't practice forgiveness if there's no one there to sin against you to need forgiveness, right? Right. And so the place that that works out is the church, um, uh, the the brothers and sisters that we are obligated to uh, as members of the same Jesus and the same body of Jesus, mm-hmm. body of Christ. Tim Keller says that. Only if you are a part of community of believers seeking to resemble, serve, and love Jesus will you ever get to know Jesus and grow into Jesus's likeness. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Tim Keller for the win. All right. So um, to the prospective member, to the person who's looking at potentially hopping on board to this membership class, what would you say? Why should they do that? Why not? I would say. <laughs> <laughs> um, why not? No, I... I think we need to push back against um, our tendencies to want to enjoy the benefits of belonging, Mm. but we don't really want to commit because Mm. it's going to require something of us. Mm. And not to say that anybody who's not a member, that's that's their heart behind it, but I would just encourage those friends to um, really just consider what it would mean for you to become a member. And yes, that would require responsibility and um, you would be committing to put others' needs before your own and to belong to a specific body of believers. Um, However, you already should be doing that as a believer, so why not have brothers and sisters alongside of you who know that you're in this and they can they can support you and help you and love you as well. So That's good. What would you say to the current member who's listening to this and thinking about membership class? What would you what would be our encouragement to them? I think we should kinda like you said at the beginning, it's just exciting to see um, other brothers and sisters who want to meaningfully be a part of a local church and um, take that responsibility seriously um also i would say to our members it's an opportunity to invite people in knowing Hmm. that this is on our church calendar um if there have been people hanging out at our community groups for a while um it would be a great opportunity for you to give them a personal invitation and show them that we want them to be we want them to be a part of our family that's good that's really good 
Yeah, and I think I'd add to that, you know, we at our next members meeting, we'll, pre- we'll presumably present many of these folks who are in this class mm-hmm. to the body as candidates for membership. And, you know, it's part of our responsibility as, as members is to vet those who enter in. And so, right. like, take that seriously, you know, Absolutely. And, and, and pray for these folks and, and get to know these folks. Cool. Um, the next thing on the list is on August 25th, we are having our, um, I guess it's kind of become a little bit of a tradition for at the beginning of each semester to have a lunch for our college students. Mm-hmm. So our next NGU lunch on August 25th. The students, the NGU students classes begin on August 21st. So if there's any students listening, Hannah, what would you say to them? It's free food. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> it's free tropical chicken grill. Free tropical chicken grill. Um, makes, I would go back to college. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know that I would say that. But um, no, we would love to see all of our students there. Um, and again, encouraging our students that this unique season of life that you're in doesn't exempt you from having the opportunity to meaningfully belong to a local Mm. church. So we hope this um, lunch for our college students will just be a great open door, a way to get to know some folks in our body um, and find ways that you can meaningfully belong to a local church. because it's so important. If I could go back to my college years and start my freshman year being invested in a local church, um, I just saw the fruit later in my college years when I when I saw the importance of that. Um, the fruit of that decision um, was really meaningful in my life. And so just encourage students to come hang out, see what's up, um, see what our church is about and ways that they can get involved. Yeah, you guys are kind of, you and Reagan are kind of a testament to, uh, I mean, you mentioned it was later in college, but mm-hmm. you, you guys connected with our church as upperclassmen at North Greenville, mm-hmm. and uh, you guys have obviously become a, a massively uh, important piece of who we are and what we do as a church. So you guys are kind of a, an example, an exhibit A as to what God can do through students who are willing to embed themselves in a church body. Absolutely. You never know. Yeah. Um, to those who aren't students who are listening, uh, some of our folks, what would you say to them? <laughs> I would say don't be afraid of college students. <laughs> the college students are cool, but they're not too cool for you. Um, I know some you know, of our older friends can be like, they see college students and yeah, they can be kind of intimidating sometimes because they dress different and they use words Smell that different. we don't understand. And <laughs> Listen to um, strange music. Yeah. <laughs> but they are not um, they are not too cool for you. They need your wisdom and to be reminded that there is life outside of college. That's good. Um, and so I would encourage our non-student folks to um, have an open door. Invite them to your community group. Have them over to your home and be a compelling example to them of what meaningfully belonging to a church looks like. That's great. Yeah, so I mean, if you meet a college student and you know that you have a roast in the crock pot back at the house. That's right. Invite that college student over because free food is always a way to get them in, rip them in. Um, uh, college is such a, a formative time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think about my life, my, my life as a college student. Um, college was such a formative season for me that it it seems like it would be a wasted opportunity for us to not invite college students into our homes and into our lives and try to invest in them and like you said kind of 
teach them what life looks like after college. Mm-hmm. I think, um, and they have a lot to offer too. Yeah, like absolutely. they're young, but and they're learning. But I know, I mean, in our community group, we have several college students that I have been so immensely blessed by. I'm encouraged by their walk, and they have taught me a lot too. So mm. it's a win-win. That's great. So the last thing we'll mention is on September 8th, uh, not technically August, but September 8th, we have our five-year service. We're going to be celebrating five years since our public launch as a church. We're going to be gathering at the Greer City Park Amphitheater, um, celebrating uh, outside and enjoying some food together after the fact. Uh, so how, how can we be preparing for that as a church? One, just, I, I would say, just ref, start reflecting on your time here at um, Greer Station, whatever that looks like, whether you've been here from the very beginning or you're still kind of new. Um, reflect on your time and remember the power of the local church and um, what it has meant in your life to belong to the church at Greer Station. And to, to spend some time i mean i think we should be doing this on a regular basis but this provides a unique opportunity to just come to the lord with abundant thankfulness for Mm. how he has used the church at Greer station in our lives personally and the way we have seen um the lord uses this church in our community to bring people closer to him um there's some logistical things you know that we can do to prepare for this service as well um, we want to have some special time during the service to reflect on the five years that the church has been in existence. And so um, we would love if you have any pictures from your time here at the church at Greer Station. We would love to get our hands on those. So if you have any pictures that you would like to share with us, um, please send them to media at Station. Dot com, um, and we love to use those in different ways throughout that that celebration service. That's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, really looking forward to that. Looking forward to celebrating mm-hmm. what God has done. And and bring uh, your lawn chair. Don't forget. Oh that. yes, bring your lawn chair, lawn chair, and or blanket to sit on because and we're going to be blanket. outside at yeah. the Greer City Park Amphitheater. So looking forward to that. So the, w- August is full. Uh, the fall is we're hitting the ground running, as you said. Um, so I'm excited about what this fall semester brings. This is the best time of the year. Football's back. The weather starts to cool down. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, it's sort of, this time of year is almost like a, a new year, we, um, kind of a, a new launch for, for our church. Mm-hmm. So really, really looking forward to uh, getting rolling together. A lot to look forward to, for sure. Cool. Well, Hannah, thank you for your time today. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thanks. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you next week.